-hmm. Everything else is sinking sand. It remains our stable mm -hmm. and sole foundation. Everything else is sinking sand. So this mm -hmm. morning, let us unite our hearts. Let us unite our hearts in this direction and say, Father, Lord, this is what I will spend my energy on, seeking you all the days of my life. Let it be said of me. If they are going to write anything about me when I know I'm no longer alive on this side of life, let it be that she spends her days seeking the Lord, pursuing the Lord, diligently pursuing the Lord. That is what will characterize our, our, our life. That is what we will be known for. What a legacy. What a legacy. That is the cry of our hearts this morning. Father, all we want is you, oh God. You have the words of life, oh God. As yes. we come in this sacred place of communion, my God. Father, we are saying, show yourself strong toward us, oh God. Show yourself Amen. mighty toward us, oh God. Wherever Amen. it is, oh God, that our, our, our eyesight has just grown dim when it comes to seeing you clearly. Father, we thank you that you are restoring it even in the place of prayer. Amen. This morning, oh God, that we begin to see again as we Amen. ought to see, oh God. Amen. Wherever it is that our tongues have become so locked, they've become so heavy, we have been unable to release praise, oh God. We thank you because you Amen. release our tongues this morning. We will praise you again, oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Wherever it is that we felt as light, oh God, and not light in the in the in the in the in the in the positive sense of the word, but light we have been found wanting. We thank you, O oh God, because you are adding now your strength to our strength, O oh God, and you are bringing substance back to our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wherever it is that our knees have buckled under the weight and the pressures of life, oh God, we thank you that, Daddy Lord, you straighten us again to stand Amen. right, oh God, and we stand Amen. in your power in the thank name you, of Lord. Jesus, oh God. Amen. Father, we thank you that this morning it is in you that we live. It is yes, in yes, you, God. Lord, that we move, and it is yes, in God. you, oh God, that we have our being in the name yes, of Jesus. Amen. So thank you, O oh God, that you bless us this morning with Amen. your presence and you bless Amen. us, O oh God, with revelation. Revelation that will not be high and lofty, that we will not be Amen. able to walk in, but revelation ah, that will be Amen. applicable, O oh God. Revelation Amen. that will become flesh, O oh God. We rely Amen. on you, Holy Spirit, and we depend on you alone. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I just really feel the grace to pray. Um, grace to pray. Just prevail in prayer available. So um, let's see how the Holy Spirit does it. But I'll be fairly brief, I think. Um, so we're still on this matter concerning a clear sound. We're still on this very matter. And um Today, I want us to just go to the book of First Samuel. The Lord just drew my attention when I was asked to come and share, you know, lead us in prayer. The Lord immediately just took my mind to this scripture, you know, and it's one that we've, we, we've heard ever since we were children. But um, thankfully, the, the, the sense and the true substance and meaning of the scripture has not been diluted all right so i'm going to read from first samuel chapter 17 all right um goliath challenges the israelites so i'm reading from verse 8 
And I'll give it a bit of context just in case not everyone is too clear with the full story. All right, so 17 verse 8. I'm going to start from verse 8. It says, Goliath stood and shouted a tongue across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servant of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. Verse 11 says, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, can we all highlight that word, heard? When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. You know, so the first thing I want us to draw, I, I want to draw attention to is the fact that there was a sound that was released over here. And it was a sound of intimidation from Goliath. It was a sound of intimidation that was released. You know, um, this is Goliath. You know, the Philistines were um, the enemies of the Israel, um, of Israel, and they were constantly in, in battle with Israel. And then we have this huge man who is literally a giant. And for 40 days, that's what the Bible says, for 40 days, this man is strutting up and down and just, you know, taunting, mocking, the Israelites, releasing a shout that brings intimidation. All right. Okay, so I want us to take note of that. Now let's look at where David enters the scene. So the, verse 16 says exactly what I was saying. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. So on the 40th day, apparently, Jesse's, Jesse, who is the father of David, now sends him out to go to the battlefield to go and what um, check on his brothers. So let's see what happens when David gets there. I'm reading from verse 20. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle and battle cries. Soon the Israelites and Philistine forces stood face facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. David heard him shout his usual taunts to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giants? He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. I'm going to 26. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Look at the indignation of David. Look at the incense of David. This guy's like, are you serious? What impudence? Who is this man? Who is this pagan Philistine? Another, another um, version will say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What David was referring to at that point was just the fact that anybody who was outside the covenant of God was uncircumcised. You know, they were not part of the covenant. So it's like, who, who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who dares to come and defy the armies of the living, the army of the living God? And so David's oldest brother heard David talking to the men. He was angry. And then he spoke to him, what are you doing here anyway? What about those few sheep you are supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. 
You just want to see the battle. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking a question. Another version says, NKG says, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? And I want us to take note of that, that, that question, that rhetorical question. Is there not a cause? Anyways, so we are moving on. I'm reading from 32 to 36. Don't worry, I'm going to come back and explain certain things that I, we need to highlight and then we'll go into prayer from there. 32 says, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Because now David had come into the camp. David had hurt Goliath. Unlike the, the, the seasoned soldiers who were on the battlefield, him hearing the taunts of Goliath did not drive him away in fear. It rather produced a certain righteous anger. That sound of um, Goliath taunting him produced a certain righteous anger within David to respond to that. And so the, 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 the Bible says that, you know, that so other soldiers heard the words of David. They realized that, hey, somebody has come on the scene and somebody is speaking a completely different, a different narrative. Someone has come and, you know, this person is not shaking away in fear, but this person is rather like, yo, take me to where the fight is. We're going to sort, sort this, this thing out. You know, so because of that, they went to inform the King Saul. And one would even wonder, where was King Saul at that point? The Bible has spoken about Saul, the fact that he was a head and foot taller than everybody else and everything like that. <laughs> Saul should have been the champion. Saul was the king. Saul should have been, you know, at the forefront. But because he was no longer walking in submission, because he was no longer walking in obedience to God, the spirit of the Lord has departed from him. So he was left defenseless. He was as he was just like any other person on the, um, on, on, on the battlefield. He was afraid. He was vulnerable. He couldn't go and fight Goliath. So they went to tell this um, Saul about the bold words of this man, this David, that ah, there's somebody here who is saying something different. Somebody has come with a different narrative. Somebody has come who's releasing a different sound into this camp and saying that, you know, no man's heart needs to fill them, but I can take this giant out. So he, he um, Saul grants him audience. And this is what David says. David said, don't worry about this Philistine. I'll go fight him. Saul replied, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You are only a boy and he's been a, war, a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears and I will do this to the pagan Philistine for he has defied the armies of the living God. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Look at, look at where David's anger lay. It was not mm -hmm. just ab mm. about showing up because I think, oh, I can take this man out. Oh, the guy was incensed that somebody would dare dishonor God. Mm. It was about the fame of God. It was about protecting the reputation, if you want, for want of uh, a better way of putting it, of God. It was like, I used to, God, our living God, the one who is in covenant with us. You see, David knew something that they didn't know. He understood what it meant to be in covenant with God. So to have God sign a contract with you and say that, listen, I am with you guys. As long as you guys walk like this, this is what you're going to get from me. He understood what it meant to be in covenant with God. The others had no clue. So the others had allowed us, you know, um, what's his name? Goliath had spoken the words that he spoke. Those were the taunts he spoke, the mockery, all of those things. It released a spirit of fear. That was the spirit that accompanied the sound of his words. 
It was a spirit of fear that ended up engulfing the people. Because imagine for 40 days, for 40 days, you keep hearing the same thing over and over again. I defy the Lord's armies. I'm going to kill you guys. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do this to you. And nobody is releasing a contrary sound. Nobody is countering that sound. Nobody is releasing a contrary sound until David showed up. So let's go on. This, this, this is what happened. So the Lord who rescued me from the cross of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. He gave, he gave him his resume. He gave him his resume. He said, listen, I've done this before. I've done this with a lion. I've done this with a, um, um, uh, with a bear. And God delivered me. I'm not just speaking. I know what I am talking about. And then Saul finally cons consented. And then he said, okay, may the Lord be with you. And then he goes. Then 45, 41, it says, Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David. But you come at me with a stick? And he cares David by the names of his gods. Guys, let's take notice of this. He cares David by the names of his gods, which show you, shows you that this was not an entirely physical thing, it was spiritual. He cares him by the name of his gods and says, Come over here. I'll give your flesh to the birds and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. And 45, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. Hallelujah. What am I driving at? I'm driving at this, guys. David understood that, listen, something had been diffused into the atmosphere. A sound had been released into the atmosphere. And there was an accompanying spirit that came with that sound. And that sound brought fear. That sound brought paralysis. People became paralyzed with fear. People all of a sudden forgot about who God was and the, the, you know, all that was within them was their context or whatever the, the present circumstance that was amplified before them. And so he knew that, no, this thing, it's not about how skillful I am at, you know, throwing or launching a stone or whatever. It, it's not about that. I have to come and counter with a different sound. I have to come and counter with the sound of faith. This, these words were released. I'm not going to just attack without um, releasing a different sound. But I'm first going to counter by the spirit of the Lord what has been uttered, what has brought fear. I'm now going to bring hope and I'm now going to bring faith by the things that I utter. Now, why is this relevant? This is relevant because what the Lord was trying to draw my attention to was the fact that perhaps the sounds of intimidation that we've been hearing in our, in our world today. Do you not recognize Goliath? Do you not recognize Goliath in the, in the handiwork of Satan, in the cohorts of Satan, in the things that are, are happening all over the world? We see that the, 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 the army of the living God or the armies of the living God are, are constantly being defied. Goliath is constantly strutting up and down and is making mockery of the things of God. 
But perhaps those sounds of intimidation are actually supposed to release within us a roar of faith. They are actually an invitation to release a new sound, and that is the sound of faith. And that is what I want us to pray about this morning. I want us to pray about this this morning because like David asked his brother without the, you know, the rhetorical question where he said, is there not a cause? God is looking for David to fill up his army. God is looking for people who will be so incensed, who will love not their life unto themselves and who would go out and say that, I'm not even thinking about my safety about this point, but somebody has, has, has defied the army of the living God. Someone has put my God's reputation in question and by God, I will be the man he will use to change that. I have seen that my people are constantly being intimidated. I have seen that, no, among the body of Christ, everyone has become timid. Everyone has become timid. Everyone is so careful on social media or wherever. Everyone is afraid. Like, hey, let me not go and say the wrong thing. Let me not say, let me not, let me not do the God thing too much. Let's they say this, let's they say that. We've allowed Goliath to take over the narrative. Goliath is spewing out things that is producing fear. It's spewing out things that is producing confusion. It's spewing out all sorts of things. Yet we have a sound within us that, we, that has remained trapped, that we have refused to let out. We have within us a roar of faith that will silence Goliath. And yet it has remained trapped within us. And I believe this morning, God wants to tell us that he has given us a sound. And that sound that is within us is able to overtake or to subdue the sound that comes from Goliath. Because before David did this, he had actually acted it out symbolically, you know, with Paul, um, with Saul, sorry. There was an evil spirit that was tormenting Saul. And David, amongst his many talents, one of the things he was, he was a talented, you know, player. we know the story. And so when Saul was um, aggrieved, or when he was, he was, um, being tormented or whatnot, then David was summoned and then David would pray for him and then the spirit would leave. And now he, he just acted that out on the battlefield. There was a sound that was trapped within. There was a sound that was trapped within him. But as soon as he heard, you see, and, 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 and we see the clear categories in terms of those who are conscious of the covenants that they are in with the Lord and those who are not conscious. So we see that in, in the beginning, if you read the full narrative, it talks about the fact that when they heard, when they heard it, they were afraid. Even before, before we, we, we focus just on his appearance, when they heard what he said, it terrified them. But David, when he heard what it said, it rather launched a certain level of faith within him. It's like, what? No, 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 no. This thing has touched something. Something now must be released. Something now has been, must be released. And this young boy comes in the midst of seasoned soldiers and then he comes to change the narrative. And then when we read towards the end, the Bible talks about the fact that when he finally you know, cuts um, the head of um, Goliath, the people arose and they shouted, you know, a new sound. They said there was a shout of triumph. A new sound was released within the camp. Whereas affected had been dominated by fear and confusion and anxiety and apprehension because somebody did not um, 
did not keep that sound within him, that sound of faith, that deafening rod, that I'm, I will take you out. I will not have, let you have the final say. You have released this sound, but I'm going to counter. Because somebody else did that, now everybody else released a shout of triumph. And that is what God is calling us to do today. That is what God is calling us to do today. He's saying that you belong in the army of the Lord. David knew that this thing was not a physical thing. It was a spiritual thing. And he was not going to let Goliath have the last word. Goliath said what he had to say, but he made sure he counted it. Even from the time he showed up on the scene and everybody was nervous and his brothers tried to get him out and tried to belittle him and things like that. The guy was adamant. He kept releasing hope. He said, no, I carry something. You don't understand. Within me, it's a revelation of who God is that you guys are not aware of. And because of that, I carry that sound within me and I'm ready to release it. I'm ready to diffuse it. And so he kept speaking for enough people to hear till Saul was now, you know, his attention was now drawn for David to now make it before Saul and say, I can take this guy out. So this morning we're going to pray. And we're going to say, Father Lord, wherever it is, oh God, that the enemy has sought, oh God, to intimidate your church. Wherever it is that evil sounds have been released, oh God, concerning your church, oh God, concerning who you are, that has made us question, made us wonder, hey, now this God, can he handle these kind of battles? Is he there? Is he not there? Father Lord, produce within us a new sound, oh God, that goes to change that narrative in the name of Jesus. Can we just unmute our mics and begin to pray this prayer? Can we just unmute our mic and begin to pray this prayer in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Rabba <laughs> 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 
The Bible says in Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. So the carriers of such sound are people who have loyal hearts to God. You see, David was not thinking about himself. It was not about showboy David. It was not about let them see my stuff. No, it was just because his heart was so loyal to God. It's just because it's like, ah, are you serious? I'm on this team. This man I love so much. This man who has been looking out for me so much. And these people dare defy him like this. They dare make a mockery of my God. I will not stand it. I will not stand for it. No, I won't. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, 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 so it's not about um, just desiring that. Like, oh, you, you know, God, we're going to show up for you. And, you know, wherever it is, the enemy has sees the narrative we take it back and all of those things you see it is a natural or it's a it's a byproduct of just having a loyal heart to god when your heart is super loyal to god this will naturally flow this is a natural outcome 
that everything concerning God, it's like you take it personal. Everything, I said, I mentioned God somewhere. It's like, hey, 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 what's going on? You want to hear, you want to know. Like, he was so curious. It's like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know, because it was like, this is my God they're talking about. You know, like how if you are a mom, how you would feel about like your child or you, you know, or your spouse or whatnot. It's like, hey, you know, what about this person? You are so, because you are loyal to them. You are your love, you, you, you love them so much, and that is what drives you to be interested in everything concerning them. So we want to pray and we want to say, Father, we understand that in order to be able to produce this deafening roar of faith, we understand that our hearts have to be loyal towards you, oh God. Father Lord, help us have loyal. And you see, David did not arrive just at, at, at this place. We see this scripture. He said he's he, um the, the Lord um he's going to and fro basically seeking those whose hearts are loyal towards him. But we see that David prayed that prayer. He said, create in me, O God, a steadfast spirit. You see? So it's so encouraging because we read about these things and it's like, hey, my gosh, but David was in a league of his own. No, but then through his, through the Psalms, we see his humanity. We see the, 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 the desires of his heart. And this was not something that he even knew that was going to be recorded for so many people like us today to benefit from. No, he was just, he was just being David. He was just being honest and vulnerable before the Lord. He said, Father, create in me, create in me a steadfast spirit. A spirit that no matter what, I would, I would line up with you. No matter what, I will wear the jersey team, Jesus. No matter what, oh God, I will stand with you. I will stand for you, Lord. No matter what. Someone has to pray that prayer. I want us to pray that prayer because you see, for people, when you, when you look at the Bible and you have people like Joseph and you have people like Daniel who change narratives, you, you see the pattern. The, these people didn't just get up and do those things. There were people whose hearts were loyal to God. So at a time where maybe the king has re released something, there's a dream or there's a, uh, something that's being released that is causing everybody to go in fear and panic because it's a life and death matter. These kings were ruthless. They'll say, if you, want, if you don't do this for me, I'm going to kill you. You'll see that these people were able to walk there and, and release a new sound and say, no, no to fear and panic. Let not anyone be afraid. We'll handle it. God will go and pray. God will show us the meaning and we'll come and tell you. God will show us this and we'll come and... Because they were people whose hearts were loyal to God. That is what enabled them to release a contrary sound, a sound that was able to now oppose and counter and overcome any evil sound that had first been released. So this prayer point is critical. Sometimes we think we love God, but sometimes we think we love God except for, sometimes we think we are loyal to God except for, you know, there are other things that are competing with our hearts. And a lot of times it's really, again, because of this matter of fear. But we thank God for this, this moment of prayer this morning where God will help us and listen to us even as we pray. So I want us to pray this prayer topic and say that it's not a prayer topic we have finished praying today, to be fair, but it's a good start. And say that, Father Lord, help us, oh God, to have hearts that are always and forever loyal to you. Create in us too, Lord, a steadfast, create in us a clean heart and give us a steadfast spirit. Can we pray that prayer in the name of Jesus?
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's unmute our mics, please. Let's pray that prayer in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Spirit of God. Amen, amen. Ephesians 2 verse 11 says, Don't forget that you gentles used to be outsiders. 
You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. You see, for again, this sound to be, to be released through David, he was conscious again of the covenants that God had entered with the Israelites. He was conscious, if you want, of his rights, of privileges, even within that covenant. And a lot of times, the reason why that the sound remains trapped within us is because we, we, we have no consciousness or bearing or true bearing of who we are in Christ, what, who we've been made to be in Christ, and that which we are entitled to in Christ. So that is why when Goliath comes and roars at us, it's easy for us to just shrink back in fear. It's easy for us, our minds to be clouded and for us to be wondering, did God say, will God come, will God show up? Because we are not conscious of it. So I want us to pray using this scripture. And we're going to pray, we're going to say, it's from Ephesians, um, Ephesians 2, verse 13. It says, Father, Lord, show me what it means to be united with Christ. We hear things like, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. What does this mean? What does it mean to be blessed with every spiritual um, blessing? How does it translate into, into real time, into my daily life? What will it show up like? How does it show up like? It is God who would explain these mysteries to us. And it is that which will strengthen our convictions and say, no, this God cannot, he cannot not show up for me. He cannot not respond to my faith. You know, that is what that consciousness will do. That is why Paul will pray those prayers and say, say that, you know, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources to empower you with inner strength. And you pray and say that, may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. This understanding is something that we must pursue with all our strength and our hearts because it changes the game. It changes the game for us. That understanding of the love of God. The Bible says the perfect love casteth out fear. That understanding of the covenant keeping nature of God, that understanding of the nature of the covenant we have come into, it changes the game. When we truly arrive at the place of understanding, conviction, which nobody would have to, the, 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 we wouldn't have to speak too much for people to know that mm -mm, this is somebody who has come into a realization of who they are in God, who they truly are in God. From everything around your life will, will, will reek of that revelation, of that conviction. Everything. That is, that is what, that, you know, look at, just think about it. David was a 17-year-old boy. People who had been in the army for long. People who were seasoned soldiers. They had been at this for long. They knew the art of war. They knew the art of war. But David, in one of his hands, he said, Jehovah Gibbon, you teach my hands to war. Realize that, nah. This school of war is not really a physical thing. It is God who will first in the spirit strengthen me. And then I would only symbolically act things out in the physical. That is why this guy could walk with such. I mean, just think, I, I want us to just imagine this, David. For 40 days old, siege, 
everybody has just, everything has come to a standstill. All eyes on who comes. And Goliath for 40 days is making mock. Nobody can do anything. Everybody's just standing there. Everybody's just looking at it. Everybody's just afraid. And then from nowhere, a 17-year-old guy comes. He's like, I'm taking this, thing, this giant out. He was not his mate in any shape or form. He was not a hulking figure. He was not a, a fellow giant. This was an uneven, I don't think there has been a more uneven battle. And that's why even unbelievers, everybody will always use, oh, it's a David and Goliath situation, you know, just to show how impossible something is. David and Goliath, a young boy, 17, teenager. He was not even 20 years old. Teenager. But there was something that he knew. He knew that ah, he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. He did not know it just in theory. He did not know it as just a good Sunday school uh, verse to memorize. But he knew it as a reality. That he that is in me is truly greater than he that is in the world. As long as this Goliath finds himself out of me, what is in me can overpower him. And that is exactly what he did. Someone has to pray as we're rounding up. I want us to pray this prayer. And we're saying, Father, show me what it means to be one with you. He said, I'm united with you. He says, I'm seated with you in heavenly places. Just like, I'm not on this plane. I'm on the plane of God. I'm in a place with God. I'm seated with God. What does it mean? Far above all principalities, rulers of darkness. I'm far above all evil kind of authority. What does it mean, oh God? Can you embed this in my spirit, oh God? Can you make me awaken to that, oh God? Awaken to it as a reality. Can you make me lay hold of this, oh God? That I can also apprehend it in the physical. That I will know what it means, oh God, to be seated with you in heavenly places. Can we just pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus? Can we unmute our mics and pray for that as we begin to round up? In Jesus' name, thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you for your word, oh God. It always brings us hope. It always brings us hope, your word, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because we are entering into a covenant Sometimes, oh God, on this side of God, it's difficult to grasp, oh God. We feel encumbered with limitations, oh God. But cause us, my God, yet the elevator to see beyond what we see, oh God. To see you as the absolute, oh God. To see you in all your glory. To see you in all your majesty. To see you in all your power, oh God. Let's 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Shall we just begin to thank the Lord? Let's just thank Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Every time His word comes to us, let's not be ungrateful. Let us go out of our way to just acknowledge. Acknowledge his goodness. Acknowledge his goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just thank him that you have visited us, O God. Father, we thank you, O God. We bless you, O God. We understand that if there are others who are wishing, O God, that they would have people they can pray with, O God. Other countries were especially important, O God. Even to pray the way we are praying with liberty, O God. Father, we don't take it for granted. Thank you. So Father, we just pray, oh God, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your goodness this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your grace. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have shown up, oh God. That you have thrown light, oh God, on different areas, oh God, where we may have just, oh God, trapped sounds you expected us to release, my God. That this morning we commit each and every one of us into your hands, oh God. Father, we pray, oh God, let revelation wash over us, oh God. That it till it is seeped into our very spirit in the name of Jesus, oh God. That the Lord, that it has nothing to do with us. It only has to do with a complete dependence on you, a confident trust in you. Father, we pray for that this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. That we will know, that we know, that we know, oh God. That our God, all power belongs to you, oh God. All might belongs to you. There is absolutely nothing that you cannot do in the name of Jesus, oh God. Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you, oh God, even again, oh God. We thank you that you have renewed our hearts, oh God. And that, Lord, you have caused us to have loyal spirits, oh God. You have made our hearts loyal to you, oh God. The Father will continue to choose you every day, oh God. We'll continue to proudly wear the jersey team Jesus everywhere yes. we go yes. in the name of Jesus, oh God. We'll continue to be diffusers of the Jesus fragrance everywhere we go in the mighty name of Jesus. We will stand with you and we will stand for you when need be in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Father, if you are looking for a man or a woman in our generation, Father, we say we are available, oh God. We are available, we are willing, and we trust that you would equip us, oh God, with all that we need in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Daddy, we thank you for strength, that convictions have been strengthened this morning, oh God. And Daddy, Lord, throughout the weekend, 
throughout the days to come, oh God, we are only going to grow more and more and more in conviction, oh God, in faith, oh God, in love, oh God, in hope, oh God, and in peace, in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, have we prayed. Amen. 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 God bless you all. God bless you. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Um, thank, thank you, you so much. Yes. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. See you at 11 p.m. Okay. Bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.